the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Interesting November. A lot of people heading off for vacation today. For the holidays. Turning the markets over to the professionals. Nope. Turning the market over to the amateurs. The professionals are the ones who have the money to leave. It'll be an interesting time. Uh, the holiday seasons, in large part, uh, same with the summer, uh, especially the last week of summer, as professionals tend to take that extra time with their family. Today's the market's open flat, in my opinion, across the board flat, like down nominally. Um, again, it's it's one of those times of years where it's tough to put a finger on it and say for certainty that these gains are going to last. Yesterday, the NASDAQ pulled out a last second win. Why mega cap stocks? It's kind of what I don't want to see right now. Not that I don't own the mega cap tech stocks. I do. But they've put in such leadership this year that it's getting how shall we say, inflated valuations again. S&P 500 was up slightly yesterday as well. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down. Interesting, Walmart was a big loser. And it's interesting in the week that you saw Walmart loser, target winner. And basically they said the same exact thing. Except for in the weeks ahead, Walmart stock ran up. And the weeks ahead, target stock pulled back. So this week it was the opposite. The Vegas Grand Prix is meh. Lackluster ticket sales, waning hotel room rates. Unhappy Dutch driver. Well, I guess he hit a pothole or something like that. Uh, a steam vent and messed up his vehicle. Liberty Media lowered profit expectations for the event, which some had thought could be a bigger deal than the Super Bowl, or at least in the same range of what a city can bring in. The opening ceremony had John Legend, had fireworks, had elevated stages that made the drivers look like members of One Direction. Red Bull driver and world champion Max Verstappen called the race 99% show, 1% sporting event. Um, So Netflix had a big show on F1 back in 2019. And F1 decided, wow, America really loves us. They came to Miami last year. The event went great. Resale tickets went for $24,000. People were dying to get in. Celebrities were were pining to be uh, uh, photographed. The Formula One drive to survive Netflix series that catapulted the sport 
into the hearts of Americans. It did well, but Vegas is still Vegas and not doing so well in Vegas this year. They did an event in Austin, F1 did, and they did an event in Miami this year. So they kind of tripled their exposure. And by the time they got to Vegas, people were a little bit eh about it. Now, Vegas is still Vegas because they got the Oakland A's. I guess their name's going to be the Oakland Aces, right? Or something like that. Don't want to speculate too much, but that seems to be the obvious to me. They got the WNBA champions, Aces. They've got the Golden Knights, uh, NHL champions. They're doing okay. But their hotel rooms this weekend, not doing so great. And of course, they're going to get the Super Bowl in February. Um, I got to match a lot of Uber, Lyft, and taxi drivers in Vegas are pretty pissed. Because they've ruined the road system there to accommodate this race for the next 10 years. Um, we'll see. I don't know how much of it reverts back, just for the record, but um, I know that it's set up and they've they've put a lot of money in this tour to headline, so to speak. Uh, UAW workers narrowly approved their new contract with GM. I don't think that's a big story. The first CRISPR therapy was approved in the UK. CRISPR, obviously, it uh, play on our DNA. It's a gene editing tool. British regulators said it will allow Kazgivi the first medicine license using the gene editing tool CRISPR to treat patients with sickle cell disease and thalassemia by restoring working hemoglobin in the body. Kajivia is believed to be able to prevent excruciating pain in sickle cell patients and eliminate the need for frequent blood transfusions. I love it when stories like this get, get hit. Um, when they make the news, I'm all about science. So, and I get vaccinated. Woo! President G's giving us uh, panda bears back. Trying to reduce tensions. His promise of giving us the furry envoys of friendship came as he met with President Biden this week in San Francisco. Three giant pandas were recently sent back to China from the National Zoo in Washington, D.C., leaving the four Atlanta Zoo as the only ones left the U.S. until reinforcements arrive. Woohoo! Yeah, I'm a little sarcastic on that one. That's the best deal we can get out of China right now. I kind of agree with President Xi of China. We either could be friends or not friends. Um, I'd like to see us get along better with China. For the sake of the world. You have economy number one and economy number two. But that's just me. Uh, deflation is the big story of the week. Deflation could be arriving this holiday season. Um, and that's not the feeling that my kids are going to have when they open Christmas presents this year. They're not going to be deflated. No, it's what Walmart CEO Doug McMillan talked about yesterday, citing a decline in the price of grocery items such as chicken and eggs. McMillan said that although some items like beef remain expensive, he expects prices on the other staples to come down in the coming months. So we're we're, we're in for you. This is the week that shifted. Let me end the segment with this. This is the week that shifted from. The Fed's going to raise rates. They're going to fight inflation until they're not. Sometime in 2024. Now the Fed is done raising rates and they're going to cut in 2024. This is the week that it, it the, the script flipped. With CPI and the PPI, 
and retail spending from Walmart and Target basically promising a lackluster next couple of months. Retail spending dropped in October for the first time since March. A survey revealed 34% of families plan to skip gift giving this holiday season. 34% aren't going to be giving gifts. I'm all about that. My favorite movie was um, Scrooge. Um, the whole idea of at the end of the movie, he's cheap his whole life. He doesn't pay his employees enough. He doesn't give gifts. He doesn't appreciate people. That's my hero. Old Ebenezer. And in the end, he gets the big heart and throws money down to children to go buy gifts and turkeys and things along the lines. No. But 34% of American families plan to skip gift giving this year. 81% of Generation Z and millennials say they're ready to splurge. Hmm. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Got a great response yesterday. We announced a webinar for December 7th. It's a Thursday, 630. About the seven tests for readiness of retirement. Seven steps you have to follow. You can find out more at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Had a huge response yesterday. This one will fill up. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. So a little bit more on F1. It's the world's most popular sport. It's one of the world's most popular sports. Its history dates back to the 1950s. It is associated with Monaco and high-end luxury. It should be a no-brainer as far as investments go. Up until 2016, F1's commercial rights were owned by private equity firm CVC Partners. CVC owned 63% of Formula One group shares by March 2006. In late 2016, CVC sold its F1 stake, including the Formula One group's holding company, Delta Topo, to Liberty Media for about $4.4 billion. So because things aren't going down as expected in Vegas, Liberty Media stock is under pressure. Now, is that an opportunity? Do you see the long term or do you just see the short term? I personally don't understand Formula One. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a car person in any way, shape or form. I have a truck because it's good at carrying soccer balls and dirt when I need it. Kicking off a highly hyped weekend. The third stop was the loser. And let me explain how big of a loser the Flamingo was charging $900 for a room for the weekend rate. Now it's down to $35. That's a pretty big loser. The expectations were high. Now, Liberty Media also owns the rights to the Atlanta Braves. So if you want to play a sports theme and you see how the rates continue to go higher and higher and higher, there's something there. It's thought that Apple could go after the television rights to F1 and throw down billions of dollars. 
because Apple wants to be associated with the luxury that's associated with Monaco, that's associated with Grand Prix uh, Formula One. So three cities were too much this year for the United States to digest. Monaco level luxury, it was unrealistic. Enthusiasm for the racing may have also be hampered by the colder weather expected this weekend. No poolside viewing. There's no stakes. Max Verstappen has already won for the season, so he's just taken a victory lap this weekend. But the television tied towards it yesterday was pretty entertaining. So if you get a chance to watch this weekend, do. Uh, just for the production value is what I'm saying. Excuse me. Before I say I'm interested in the race, I'm not interested in the race. Um, seeing how well it's shot and how well... Uh, I guess it's directed, and produ- but the production values are pretty high. This week, we also saw ESPN get into sports betting, hoping its media might improve its odds. The House of the Mouse launched its sports betting service, ESPN Bet. Um, I It's tough for me to watch ESPN now without seeing the production. You know what I'm talking about with the production of F1? When I turned on Monday Night Football, because I'm not really all that much into football, but it's something to watch live TV that, you know, it's not Wheel of Fortune. Um, I saw a lot of betting ads and I think I watch TV a little differently than you. I I, I look for ads. I look for production quality. I look for mistakes. Uh, Fans checking scores on ESPN previously had to leave a platform to place bets. Now Disney and Penn are seeing the odds favoring a future where ESPN bet becomes a one-stop shop for streaming and for betting. ESPN Bet is reskinned version of Pin, uh, Pin, 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 Pin Entertainment. Um, they basically did horse racing for many, many, many years in America, and now they get into the sportsbook app uh, business as that begins to become legalized. So this launched in 17 states, but you would imagine the ESPN is treating it like it's in every state because watching their their programs now, it's everywhere. The Supreme Court of the United States cleared the way for states to legalize sports betting five years ago. The industry has been running up a score. It's legal in 38 states now. The $9 billion industry will hit $12 billion next year. Anytime you can see growth that's faster than GDP, you can get attracted to it on Wall Street. So $9 billion to $12 billion, what's that? It's exponential growth. Whereas we look at the GDP in the U.S. going 2 to 4%, and we're like, oh, that's a great. Anything that plays in the world above that, you're like, let's pay attention to the investments here. A company called Celsius went into bankruptcy last year. Regulators suggested it was a Ponzi scheme or resembled a Ponzi scheme. The company is leaving at bankruptcy, its court-approved plan would get former customers 67 to 85% of their holdings back. Not interested. Too much of a wild, wild west out there. Next week, Macy's Thanksgiving Parade will include balloons depicting two NFT characters. Um, so, sorry, Snoopy. Sorry, Charlie Brown. Um... NFT sales have dropped 98% from their peak. 
98% from their peak. But they're going to get some some love at the Macy's Day Parade. Uh, Blue cat milk carton. I don't even know what that means. Bitcoin's price is negatively correlated to stocks over the past month, bucking a 2022 trend. Investors have argued that Bitcoin could act as an inflation hedge or an investment that wouldn't move lockstep with the market, but it has. That's a little disappointing. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. I believe in financial advisor designations, and I'll tell you why. When I was still in college, a friend of my, a college buddy of mine, got a job at Smith Barney. And he, he basically went to all of his friends and said, Hey, do you want to buy a mutual fund? Do you want to get invested in the market? This fund has averaged X percent returns for five years. This was the 90s, right? And uh, the guy's name was Jason. I won't say his last name, just in case he's still out there. Um, but he wasn't the smartest fellow. He was good with the ladies, not so good with the books. So being a salesperson for Smith Barney made a lot of sense. He was named vice president at Smith Barney. I'm like, how do you get vice? How do you get that tag? And it's like, oh, everyone gets it. So the only doctors that I'm going to go to, the only physicians I'm going to go to are doctors who have some sort of medical degree that I can see. The only financial people I'm going to work with are CFPs. Um, it's a certification that I think means a lot. Um, you don't want to use a lawyer who's been on Judge Judy. You want to use a lawyer who has a law degree and who has passed the bar. Um, that's just me. Um, be careful on who you work with in this industry. Um, CFP is a designation that has a rigorous exam requirement. It's got credentialing. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening. Don't forget about the big event coming up December 7th. It's a webinar. You can do it from the luxury of your own home. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. So worthy of note. This is a good time to review your finances. I'll probably take, I'm going to take next Thursday and Friday off. I'm assuming I'm going to be doing shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday that are more big picture. The news kind of dies down during the holiday periods. But this is a good time to review your finances. I, I say that seriously, and I mean it with love. It's incredibly boring. Um, yesterday, I snuck out at 3.30 to watch my kids scrimmage. He made the high school team as a freshman kind of want to keep my eyeball on him, make sure that he's uh, physically comfortable with playing with older men. Um, but I have to come back on occasion. Yes, I want you to enjoy the season like I did yesterday, kind of sneaking out of work early. But this is a good time of the year to look at your stocks, look at your 401k, look at your insurance, um, your estate plan. Do you remember when Trump was president? I'm not going to get political here. Don't worry. Part of the tax package that he got through changed state tax laws. 
current state tax exemption rates are the highest they've been in history, allowing individuals 12.92 million and married couples 25.8 million to give away during their life or death tax free. Those are amounts are likely to rise modestly as they're adjusted for inflation in 2024 and 2025. So you have about a year now until those sunset. And instead of being able to give away 25 million as a married couple, almost 26 million, or 13 million, almost 13 million as an individual, you'll now be reverting back to the 5 million per individual adjusted for inflation. The reality has led to a surge in gifting with wealthy individuals and families more than doubling their gifting from 2020 to 2021 from 75 billion to 183 billion, primarily through the establishments of trusts. It's important to get your estate plan done this year. You've got about 12 months, 13 months left to do it. If you're going to be in that range of having 12 million when you die, um, instead of 5 million per individual, i.e., you and your spouse, 10 million. You're now coughing up the opportunity to do 25 million. Now, again, not a lot of people are going to hit that in their life, and I understand that. Um, it's important in the state of California, where the show is primarily based, that you do a trust, i.e., an estate plan, if you own a home. It'll save you money over versus going into probate. Those who have trust will save money when they die. Not that important if you're dead, sure. But your heirs will have to cough up money to make sure that you didn't do anything wrong when you buy your home. And a trust is a great way of making sure those assets are clean while you're alive before they get challenged or potentially challenged and slowed down through the court systems. Like That's the most, one of the most insulting things I could think of. Uh, When you die, you pay taxes. Like, I get paying taxes when you drive a car. I get paying taxes when you buy cigarettes. But when you die? Uh, If you need a referral to an estate planner, um, it'll be the best $5,000 you spend versus spending $30,000 in probate when you die. Uh, Contact me and attorneys, if you work with EP, they're massively discounted. Um, It's part of your plan. So for some with assets of over $2 million, it's done for free. Or complimentary is probably the right way of saying it. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about, because this week, the story has already been told. CPI and PPI show deflation. We are no longer battling inflation. The Fed is done raising interest rates. Unless something crazy happens in the data, like really unsuspected, they're done. And if the economy continues to slow, like retailers Target and Walmart say, they're likely to cut interest rates. And we're going to start playing the 1920 song. Happy days are here again. Da, 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 da. No, I, I'm not that guy. There was a survey of wealthy people recently, and I found this pretty interesting. Uh, eight things that rich people spend money on that the poor and middle class don't. 
first on the list was healthy food. You know how I said over 30%, 36% of Americans aren't going to uh, give gifts this Christmas? This is a this is a crazy number to me. 97% of poor people eat over 300 calories of junk food per day. Whereas 70% of wealthy people eat less than 300 calories of junk food per day. Wealthy people exercise more frequently than poor people. That's already fascinating, isn't it? People who are considered wealthy have net worth of 2.2 million. If you have a net worth of 774,000, you're considered financially comfortable. I was, as far as healthy food goes, I kind of learned somewhere in my late 20s, early 30s, if I have it in the house, I'm going to eat it. So guess what I did to stop uh, gaining weight? I stopped buying potato chips. I stopped buying unhealthy food. Not saying I don't indulge, because I certainly do. But 70% of wealthy people eat less than 300 calories of junk food per day. High-quality products. Research shows that wealthy people were more likely to purchase high-quality clothing and furniture. They avoid buying fast fashion or cheaply made goods in favor of clothes or furniture that last much longer. I'm ridiculous. Um, I'm sitting in my office desk right now. I got it at Pottery Barn uh, 20 years ago. I don't need... I, I bought high quality once. Um, I don't. I, I won't need another desk in my lifetime. And sadly, this is a, a weird thing to admit. One day, my kids are going to go through my desk, like I went through my father's desk. Um, my father used to keep his bills and his insurance paper all on his desk at home. Kind of weird to think about because I haven't thought of this memory in many years. It was in one of our TV rooms, you know, TV room where you have a couch and a chair. Uh, one of the last homes I guess he bought was in Fairfax, Virginia. And um, I had to go through his desk when he died. So if you get a chance to go through the desk while he's alive, it's much easier to like, I found that he forgot to sign a life insurance paper. He was told by the doctor, you will be dead in six months. And he, he had a life insurance document that he could assign and got another six months out of another year of whatever. He let it lapse. My mom lost out on $400,000 payday from that. He had that life insurance his whole life. And then he forgot to renew it because he was dying or he was old or he was worried about the cancer in his body. How did how did we go from high quality desk to that? Um, wealthy people tend to spend more on experiences and events. That makes sense, right? None of these are really surprises. But listen to this. Um, I just got an email from a listener, and she said, "I live vicariously through you. You went to the Vegas Sphere." And I'm like, yeah, I guess I did. It's a high-quality event that I went to. Uh, pets. Here's a shocker on the list. Wealthy people 
there's approximately 218 million pets in the United States. People with incomes in the highest quintile spend over four times more on their pets than those in the lowest quintile. My dog's spoiled. There's no doubt about it. Retirement is another thing people spend on more when they're wealthy versus uh, middle or low income. On average, people aged 51 to 64 in the highest income quintile had retirement savings of 605000 The middle income quintile was at 100000 The lowest income quintile was around 75000 Weird thought to think of yourself as spending on retirement. Spending and saving kind of go hand in hand when it talks about funding your retirement. Healthcare bills. Americans of all socioeconomic classes have healthcare costs, of course. 13% of higher income people have unpaid healthcare bills. 13% of higher income. But nearly 24% of the middle class have unpaid bills, uh, as far as medical bills. And 22% of lower income Americans have unpaid healthcare bills as well. It's interesting that the middle class has the highest percentage versus the lower class. The middle class is hardest hit with medical debt, even if they have good health insurance, likely because they may not qualify for medical assistance programs that the lower uh, income do. A lot of data in research, huh? It kind of shows you um, where America spends and how wealth affects our spending. I've observed many people in my lifetime, and it's never lost on me that I'm fortunate that I had parents that expected me to go to college. It's never lost on me. You can find me online. And for the record, my mom got six kids in college and through college. Um, some of us on scholarship, some of us not. Um, that's a good job by my family, my, my parents. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big event coming up December 7th. It's the last event of the year. It is a webinar. Learn more at robblackshow.com. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. So it's going to be the good news and a bit of bad news. It's been on which way you view it. I'm going to be moving the show to 8 a.m. live in early December. Um, podcast will stay the same. It'll get out there usually by 10 a.m. roughly. Um, just direction the station's going in. I'm good with it. I'm cool with it. Just know that if you're a streamer, that's going to be happening. Uh, look for me at 8 instead of 7 Pacific time. Um, all good. All good. Distribution of media is moving more and more to digital and less and less on terrestrial. I understand that. So um, I have my digital distribution. I still have my terrestrial radio as well. Uh, Just giving you a heads up in case it upsets your programming. Anyhow, and anyway, let's move forward with some content. Um, Not a lot going on today. It's one of those days on Wall Street where you go, the story's already been told this week. 
this week we saw CPI and PPI come down. It's a shift. It's it's a big shift in me, in media financial media that I can think of of the year, and it happened this week. CPI and PPI show deflation, getting in the neighborhood of where the Fed wants it, moving in the direction that the Fed wants it. Um, that's a big event. The biggest driver of the stock market, in my opinion, are interest rates, or one of the biggest drivers. It's it's something I look for. I've said for 10 years, 20 years, 25 years, when the 10-year treasury is under 3.5%, you buy stocks. When the 10-year treasury is at 4.5%, you buy bonds. So my window to buy bonds, small one. But now I'm starting to favor stocks because I know the interest rates are moving towards uh, the lower number. Never be surprised at how trends can happen like that. By the time you realize you're in a trend, it's probably too late. But you could see that the Fed's going to cut interest rates at this point. The resilient consumer narrative is now forming. Uh, no, no, it's changing. The resilient consumer is changing towards their weakening. Stocks are wobbling today. They're still headed for a weekly win. Um, oh boy, Musk. Um, I feel like I'm walking into political content and I don't want to. But fallout from Elon Musk endorsing an anti-Semitic view continues to spread. Tesla investors are criticizing the billionaire and more advertisers fleeing from Platform X. Um, I'm not Jewish. Um in my life, I dated one Jewish woman who really gave me an appreciation for the Jewish family. Um, her name was Kelly, and she introduced me to all the Jewish traditions as a kid who grew up without knowing any, without, like, I was Christmas, I was Santa Claus, I was that guy, right? Um, she did a beautiful job of showing me the holidays and um, what they meant. And I went from like not understanding the dreidel game, like that's a lame game, to understand it's all about taking toys from other kids. That's an awesome game. She did a really, really nice job. And Musk needs to figure out that he is a big voice and he needs to quiet down what goes on. He needs an internal editor. Uh, I'm not going to tell him what he can and can't believe, but attacking Jewish people at a time of rising anti-Semitism and Islamophobia, it it's not the role of a CEO. It's not the role of a leader. It's not the role of a good person. That's my point. He's destroyed the brand X. Um, I am still on it. I guess I should deactivate my account and jump to threads. Um, the only reason I'm on it is to spread business information. I now no longer check anyone else's information. So investors are starting to back away from Tesla. Uh, I know people that won't buy Tesla vehicles because of him. That stinks. Um, on so many levels, brilliant engineer on so many levels 
disappointing socially. Um, Roth conversions are tricky. I got an email from someone this week who's doing their own Roth conversions. And when you do a Roth conversion, you have a lot of factors that you need to look at. Um, One of them is your tax bracket. Roth conversions can affect your Social Security taxes. Your Social Security and your taxes is the right way of saying that. Sorry. Up to as much as 85% of your Social Security benefit is potentially taxable. Your provisional income is what determines whether or how much of your Social Security is taxed. Provisional income is a total of half of your Social Security benefit plus your tax exempt interest, plus the other sources of taxable income that make up your adjusted gross income. I don't talk taxes a lot on the show because everyone's taxes are so different. I look at taxes as an art more than a science. It's a weird thing to say. But if you're doing Roth conversions, it's an art. I highly recommend working with a CFP who can punch your taxes into a computer model and help you with your Roth conversions. One. That tax efficiency is the number one reason I use the CFP. Roth contribution limits um, are something also you have to take into account. Withdrawal restrictions on Roths are important to know. You can withdraw the contributions you make to a Roth IRA at any time without owing taxes or a 10% early penalty. But to withdraw any earnings tax-free and penalty-free, you must be at least 59 and a half. Um, If you're doing your own Roth conversions, consider reaching out to me, and I'll set you up with a CFP who can show you how to model it correctly. Uh, It's trickier than it looks. Um, It's trickier than it looks. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Big webinar coming up December 7th. Sign up today at robblackshow.com. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.